0: So what do you say? You know, I think, I think the first thing is if you have done some sort of community service, you know, you don't want to be shy about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell people, you know, the expression is a little humility goes a long way, yeah. but a lot of humility will get you nowhere <laughs> on a job search, right?
1: We are so tired of talking about the pandemic, but it's bound to come up in your job search. How do you address it on your resume? How do you talk about it during your interview? Hi, this is Diana Bernal O'Leary with another episode of Job Talk Weekly. We talk with recruiter Steve Prosapio to get his tips on what recruiters will be looking for, how to tackle the pandemic in your conversations, and when it's time to pull out the Doritos. And don't listen to Steve about 80s music. He and I are the same age. Okay, let's jump in. Hey Steve, welcome back to Job Talk Weekly.
0: Thanks for having me back again. Good
1: to have you. Well, we know that the pandemic has impacted all of us in a variety of ways. So I wanted to talk about it from the recruiter's angle, what they're going to be looking for. And in particular, I thought about this when I saw a resume of a woman who listed her last job as having worked there from July of 2018 to July of 2020. And then she just put in parentheses, COVID. So I guess I was left to believe that her job was eliminated because of COVID or perhaps she even had COVID. I don't know. So let's talk a little bit about let's start at the beginning and how people should talk about their job departure on their resume if the pandemic indeed was a part of that.
0: Sure. So this is something. Uh, Obviously, brand new, you know, none of us have been through job searches uh, before or during a pandemic. So, you know, the rules, I think, are kind of adjusting as you go. Uh, So I'll give you kind of my best guess as to, you know, from the industry perspective of what it really should be and, uh, you know, maybe that way for a little while or maybe not. Um, I sometimes I'll see on just a regular resume pre-COVID where people will kind of put put their job in parentheses uh if there's a special situation uh and i think that's not a bad thing to do right mm-hmm. um You know, there are people who job hop and then sometimes they'll find somebody who has been at a number of jobs uh, and maybe they like working at startup companies, but startup companies don't always work out. So maybe they've had three jobs in four years, uh, but two of the companies went out of business and they'll put in their company clothes due to, you know, something like that. So it gives the person who's scanning that resume. And again, you know, the Internet says, I looked it up last week, the Internet says you get seven seconds from a recruiter or hiring manager, Right. I think it's a little bit more than that, quite frankly. Um, you know, it may average out to that where you look at a resume and you only give it two seconds and you know it's not a good fit. Uh, but I think for any decent, you know, professional type position, you know, a recruiter's going to look at that. But it's not going to be a long, long time. It's not going to be two or three minutes. It probably will be, you know, 30 seconds. So if they can kind of see that and our eyes are trained to ju- have things jump out at us, um, you know, you do want to stand out in a good way. You know, like they talk about in Wedding Crashers. You don't want to stand out in a bad way. You want to stand out in a good way. Nice, nice pull. <laughs> So you want to be professional. And um, I I don't think there's anything wrong with a situation where, you know, the company has closed or in a case where, you know, maybe a company has closed due to pandemic or to the pandemic, COVID. um, I would be clear on that just so that there isn't that unknown of, well, did you get COVID and had to leave or they fire you? Like that would be one scenario. Or did the company close down or were you furloughed? Um, So I would say, you know, furloughed due to COVID-19, you know, laid off. Due to restructuring based off of COVID-19, something along those lines. Then you just put COVID-19, um, and then I think there was another part there that I wanted to address, in that um, not a lot of people outside of HR or hiring really kind of understand this. But there are um, there are illegal questions oh, that, that yeah. you know, employers can ask, right? As interviewers were. We're trained, or we should be trained anyway, uh, to avoid any of that illegal information it's based on protected class, mm-hmm. right? You don't ask someone what their nationality is. You don't ask them what their age is. You don't ask them, uh, you know, if they're married or if they've got kids. That's all not pertinent information to that job interview. And so it's not on there. So you want to be careful when you're answering about situations like that. So, you know, let's say your company did shut down due to COVID and you did have it and pass it along to your family. And they ask you about that. You would just say, yeah, my job was eliminated due to COVID and it was shut down. And you probably are best off just leaving it there. If you share, you know, that you did get COVID as well, that should be all that you share, because now you're kind of merging yourself into that not really legal territory your your medical conditions and your past medical history is yours right and so you know sometimes from my perspective as a recruiter or my um, staff's perspective people will kind of start to go down that road and it's our job as the interviewer to kind of cut that off but it's a little bit awkward to do that sometimes yeah
1: yeah you want it to be a comfortable conversation you don't want to open it up and it's so hard because I'm, i'm glad you mentioned this The lines between family life and work life have blurred like never before because we're all on these video calls and you get all these interruptions. And look, there are plenty of people who had to quit their jobs or chose to stay home because they have had kids at home, kids at home doing school. I think that's probably one of the most common examples that you'll find. So it's okay, I think, for a hiring manager to say, Like, you know, how have you been spending your time or how have you been managing? But they can't ask, well, who watches the kids? Or do you have a spouse who watches the kids? If you offer that up, that you chose to stay home with your kids, that's one thing. But they can't ask those specifics. I think that's what you're trying to to clarify for us.
0: Exactly. And, and, you know, like I said, some people maybe as hiring managers aren't as well trained. So, you know, it'd be great if as the interviewee, you kind of guide that interview in the proper direction, which should always be towards the job, yeah. right? The the, the person kind of going and straying away from the job. Um, you know, you may have a real pleasant conversation and I've had some really pleasant conversations with people that I've interviewed that I ended and, and I wasn't convinced that they were right for the job because we've kind of, dovetailed off into other topics or other subjects, right? So, you know, for example, um, one of the examples that we would talk about would be a question that says, you know, um, our, our work hours are 830 to 5 every night. Mm-hmm. Are you able to work those hours? And someone, you know, may say, uh, you know, an unexperienced interviewer or interviewee may say, um, well, yes i should be able to work those i've got you know three kids and two of them are in school and my husband travels so you know and they start kind of going down that road of all this personal information when the answer should just be yes i can work those work hours. that's what that person is looking for not your social history and your family kind of status and situation yeah i think
1: that's a good reminder that you should stick to the facts don't overshare You know, because no one wants to be in that position. So if the company did close because of the pandemic, and let's say you were really bitter about it, and you're allowed to be bitter about it, just say, you know, the company shut down or the regional office shut down. And that's why I'm excited about this new opportunity. So it's okay to mention the closure or mention whatever it is that you need to, but then pivot to the opportunity. And you can even maybe take this opportunity to say, you know, I've really spent some time thinking about where my strengths are, and what I want to do moving forward, and that's why I'm excited about this job. You know, really show your values that you have been doing some serious thinking about your next job, and I think that'll come across much better than just talking about the company that closed.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and definitely don't overshare. Yeah. Right. You know, if, if that's a situation and uh, and the answer is, yes, they, you know, they closed down in April or they laid us off. They furloughed us all in May, you know, but I really wasn't getting along with my boss yeah. anyway. <laughs> I didn't really like it. No, <laughs> you know, yeah, so you Cut got it. the Cut perfect it. excuse to, to never have to say that. Right. right? You know, everybody else, we kind of sometimes you have to come up with those excuses, you know, when you weren't really in love with your job or didn't really get along with your boss and you have to kind of you know paint a, a picture that isn't untruthful but isn't entirely truthful or entirely uh, you know um, out there and so you know this situation with COVID it's just shut down due to COVID it was an unfortunate situation and then like you said the pivot you know I, but I really am interested in you know learning how um, you know how you're how your zoo is operated yeah. and, you know, where, where uh, you know, how I'll be working. And I'm very excited about, you know, these types of uh, working with these types of people and this type of atmosphere or what have you, that pivot, I think is, is really a great, advice for
1: anyone yeah and i've seen so many people do the linkedin announcement that they just got laid off from their job and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing that you go to linkedin because that's where you're supposed to go to look for a job but let's talk about that first announcement that people make on linkedin when they just got let go because sometimes people just say hey i'm looking for a job and that's it and i think they need to be a little more specific
0: absolutely i agree uh you know, first I would say the most important thing with LinkedIn is that there are um, there are some uh, status settings that you can do. Mm-hmm. I know the one important one, and I apologize, I don't have it in front of me. But under status, there's a there's a toggle switch, I believe, that that uh, says you know allow recruiters to see your resume. Mm-hmm. Well, by all means, the first thing you should do, uh, you know, or allow recruiters to see your history or your background um, or have you come up in searches something like that you know so all of those toggles should be you know wide open so that as many people can see your background and history as you can Uh, and then I think yeah uh, you want that announcement phrased positively as well right again like we had talked about you know nobody wants to hire the the downer you know uh, yeah. my stupid company <laughs> laid me up, you know like wait a second you know recruiters sometimes go through linkedin and see those things and no one is certainly going to proactively hire someone that that leaves the downer type of a message so you just say you know you just kind of phrase it in the in the best possible light you know after after two years at uh xyz you know unfortunately they had to. You know, they had to let me go due to downturn in the economy, and I'm, I'm looking for the next great opportunity, right? And, uh, and so that should kind of set you up and set you apart.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if you can be specific, that's helpful. That way, you make it easier on your friends. Don't just say, I'm looking for a job. Say, I'm looking for a job in social media, or I'm looking for an accounting job. But also, go back every once in a while. Don't assume that when you posted that you lost your job, let's say, December 1st. We weren't necessarily on LinkedIn that very day. You know, <laughs> you've got to remember that people aren't on LinkedIn 24-7 as much as you'd like them to be. So make sure to go back two weeks later. Give people a really positive update. You know, share something different. That way you're not just sharing the same old post, but stay active.
0: Yeah, I had an interview uh, today, you know, it went pretty well and I'm keeping the fingers crossed, you know, so kind of change it up a little bit, uh, so that people are kind of feel, uh, they're along for the journey with you. And, and, and you made a comment too, that, that, uh, struck something to me is, yeah, don't just post that message and then, you know, go away for a week or two, right? Because people may be writing you, people that you know may be writing you that saw it, people who don't know you may want to write you and, and ask you a question. Hey, would you be open to work in the trucking industry You know, as a recruiter, even though you haven't done that? So you want to make sure that you're checking the email um, on LinkedIn or have it connected so that it pops up when you get messages uh, and then stay active on there. Um, there are a lot of good job postings um, on LinkedIn. You know, you get a lot of recruiters who can share Uh, We do it. We do that on LinkedIn with my team where we share positions as the company and then we all go share those positions as well so they go out to our networks and so you always want to be on the lookout uh, you know on your network feed page of you know hey any of my you know any of my colleagues former colleagues you know looking for uh, uh, you know, someone like me yeah and
1: do check your junk mail oh my god so many stories hey, of real you know real emails real requests from people that have gone into junk I mean that has happened to me so many times and I'm just like you know hitting myself on the forehead like like, why didn't I check my junk mail so I actually check check it every day
0: absolutely yeah you really, if you're in a, in a job search you should at, at the very least check it every other day uh, and I gotta admit I, a year ago I, I missed one I had uh, I had found kind of done some research and I liked a company thought a job was really really good for me I applied and then I didn't hear anything back I think another recruiter was gonna contact me and then I um, I think I got a LinkedIn message saying hey I, I sent you an email yesterday, but you didn't, or yesterday or two days ago, and you didn't respond, but I knew you were interested in us because you just, you know, wrote us last week you and I was ghosted so embarrassed. Them, Steve. <laughs> so embarrassed. Like here, I would have been all pre-proactive doing all the things that I tell other people to do. Yeah. And then what did I not do is not check my, my spam emails. And sure enough, there it was a request for an interview. So, um, Yeah, so that's always important
1: to do. Yeah, keep your eyes open. And, you know, let's say that we get into the interview, you have a phone screen. There are really some positive things that have come, even in spite of the pandemic. I mean, we we all have some good silver lining stories. And let's think about what has happened at your work. You know, we're all working from home. Maybe we're more efficient. Maybe we're doing things differently. You know, I would imagine recruiters are going to be looking to see how you have performed in this new reality
0: absolutely yeah absolutely and I think you know I don't think we we all need to have checked off everything from our bucket list right during COVID <laughs> um you know, I've got I didn't have to learn three I
1: languages
0: I, I got a left-handed guitar you know just sitting there <laughs> that I don't think I picked up during the during the pandemic and I wanted to learn and you know I'm a I'm a writer kind of on the side yeah. I haven't you know, finished any manuscripts during this time. Um, so what do you say? You know, I think, I think the first thing is if you have done some sort of community service, you know, you don't want to be shy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always tell people, you know, the expression is a little humility goes a long way, yeah. but a lot of humility will get you nowhere <laughs> on a job search, right? So you want to say, hey, I organized, uh, you know, an event or to feed the homeless at Thanksgiving, or I volunteered time at at this place, or I helped an elderly family member. Um, you know, again, don't go too deep into the weeds on the details, yeah. but it's okay to share those things. Um, if nothing else, you know, what I would uh, encourage people to do is say, I was a good citizen. You know, I tried to stay in mm-hmm. as they re- requested me to when they told me I should wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I, I wore a mask. Uh, I tried not to infect other people, um, you know, and, and just kind of lay out the pathway that you continued to to work and you continued to kind of um, operate as best you could you know during during these real trying times and then conversely you know i know we're talking about folks who've who've lost their job during the pandemic but folks who've kept their job during the pandemic right Mm -hmm. we've we've all now gotten a whole new skill set to kind of make sure to update those resumes right you know you you helped uh, organize you know uh, virtual onboarding or you worked with the uh, with the HR department to coordinate video interviewing during uh, during the pandemic or whatever whatever adjustments you've made with you and your staff, you and your team, oh, yeah. new technologies that you interviewed, you know, make sure to make mention of those things um, on your resume and, and especially in interviews.
1: Yeah, and I think you can talk about how the pandemic came into your professional lives at the office, you know, how did you reorganize your schedules? And you don't have to be a manager to have taken part in these conversations. And I think the conferences and training is a great example. You know, so many conferences either got canceled or we chose not to go over this summer. So companies saved money. So were you part of that conversation? What did you do with that training budget? You know, did more people get to do online seminars or maybe you saved that money and you're going to upgrade your software? You know, talk about how you were part of the conversation in your office about how the pandemic changed your workflow.
0: Yes, exactly. Yep, that's a that's a great attitude to have, regardless of what level that you're you're working, um, what type of job that you have. Everybody's been affected by this somehow. I would
1: have to say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's talk about the Zoom calls because we've all been on video conferencing calls, and if you're interviewing, you know, that's the way it's going to be. You're you're going to have to show that you have mastered these different platforms.
0: Absolutely, I think we all kind of attest to the, you're muted oh, right? Gosh. as being probably the most uttered <laughs> phrase of 2020, you're muted.
1: That's it, that's it. <laughs> you know,
0: we've all done it, we've all c- called other people on it, so uh, yeah, but I think, um, you know, especially on interviews, when you get to that point, I think it's it's really about kind of, you know, spinning that to the positive about what you learned, you know, hey, I, I before I used to, I knew how to use Skype, uh, now I'm pretty adept at Zoom, I'm pretty adept at Skype, I knew, we use, you know, MS Teams yeah. in my office. Yeah. And um, and try to you know kind of just let everybody know that you're you're flexible and that you can because uh, I think that shows um, you know that definitely is a way for people to identify key employees because one of the soft skills that isn't talked about a lot is that you know employers want people who are flexible mm-hmm. you know people who aren't going to be um, you know complaining every time something changes right changes happening constantly and so to have employees that are flexible. Okay, I can learn this technology. Oh, I I didn't do this way before. I can change and do it this way. I think those are are really, really important uh, aspects.
1: Any any example that you can pull out where you were adaptable, where you took on an entirely different role, or you picked up for someone who was out of the office. I think those are all great examples. And I think those are the things that you're right, employers do love to see. um, Because gone are the days of a really concrete job description that you don't get out of that box. And I think those are the things that they're going to want to here. So if you get yourself to the point where okay, you're setting up a video conference, you've got that interview, and I know this is a hard one, but please do try to find some uninterrupted time and space for that first interview because I think people are forgiving of the, you know, the kids and the dog, but for your own mindset, you don't want to be worried about the kids and the dog. You know, and I say this as someone who has left notes outside my front door that says don't knock Don't use the doorbell, uh, videotaping in progress or whatever. I have taken my dog to the kennel. She has gone for extra grooming. I have done whatever to get her out of the house so that I can have that uninterrupted time. And I know that's really tough for some people. They don't have someone else to take care of the dog or the kids. But think about when you set up your interview so that way you have the best mindset, you have the best headspace available for that interview.
0: I think the best advice is treat it as a real interview, an in-person interview, yeah. except that you're you're, you know, essentially on TV, which does come with some advantages and disadvantages, I guess, but um yeah, kind of eliminate noise if you can. Um if you have dogs and or children, you might want to mention that to your interviewer at the beginning and just say, "Hey, I'm sorry if if you hear something in the background, but, you know, we should be able to take care of this, you know, it, it, we should be able to have some some quiet time." Um, and then, and then the other key thing is um, keeping in mind just the medium. Um, having having gone uh, to live television uh, shows, it's interesting then watching that show back on TV because so much of what we notice in person mm-hmm. um, sometimes gets lost on the TV. And I think, and I think we also can be a bit more lively on tv a bit more um kind of projective on on tv where you're projecting yourself out um that's just kind of how it works and i think if if you take that and i don't mean i don't mean to be over the top, right? That you're kind of Shakespearean in nature (laughs) about that. You know, you don't want to go too far over the top, but I think you need to kind of show that a a higher level of excitement than you might in person, I think is the right way to put that because it'll get toned down by that box and by that TV. Um, make sure you have a good background or something in the background professional
1: background i don't care where you went to spring break i'm sorry for a job interview just give me a professional background
0: Either just do the blur or have like a. I used to have a curtain behind me you know make sure there's enough light you're not you know some uh shadowy figure in the background (laughs) you know make sure it's kind of centered in on you and your 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 head and your upper body you know uh so that They understand that, you know, there you are and you understand kind of how how video works, because, yeah, if I'm talking to, let's say, a recruiter that I'm looking to interview and they can't, you know, work the technology, I don't think that they're going to be able to work the technology on the other side of the job either. So those kinds of really important. Yeah,
1: it'll look like this is your first rodeo. So I think the takeaway here is for everything is for the technology is to practice. You know, practice, practice, and have someone else on the other side, you know, call a friend and have them work it out with you. And same thing about these questions. You know, if you have not been on the job hunt for a long time, you lost your job because of the pandemic, and this is your first time interviewing, and you might even have a little bit of bitterness there, which I get, you know, you're a little upset, and then everyone's allowed to do that. Um, you've really got to practice getting those words out.
0: I think so. Yeah, I mean, you're allowed to have your bitterness and feel your bitterness, but be real careful, you know, showing any of that um, kind of to the new the new company, right? That's that's something that they're always going to be on the lookout for is kind of that attitude of like, you know, the pandemic happened to me, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and you don't know what happened. By the way, you don't know what happened. I mean, you think you've got it bad. The employer might have it worse. You know, their spouse might have gotten laid off. And, you know, I think if we're going to sulk, go ahead and sulk. This is what I tell people, like, go home, get the bag of Doritos out, go watch reruns of the West Wing or go do whatever it is that you're going to do. Get it out of the way, but get it out of your system and then pick yourself back up and, and get out there. And that's where I think the practicing does come in and that's where you just have to pivot the conversation, stick to the facts and, and move on in a, in a really, you know, authentic way that works for you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the video interviews offer you as the candidate, a lot of advantages, you know, quite frankly, a, you know, obviously you don't have to travel, so you can't get lost. So definitely don't be late, right? You always want to (laughs) be, you don't want to be late to a video interview. Uh, B you, um, you know, you can, you can write notes down, you know, you like can,
1: you can have a <laughs> none of these, none of
0: these politicians, I don't care which side of the aisle, none of them, you know, memorize these speeches anymore. They're all on teleprompters and, you know, you may not have a teleprompter, but you can have something, you know, write. Below or right next to the screen to remind you about some of the the stories you want to tell your your potential future employer about uh, some of the good things that you've done, right?
1: Yeah, and you could still be wearing shorts and sweatpants. And That we don't know. Just put on a blazer, put on a collared shirt. That's all we need to see. Um, but that that's really funny. I, you know, I didn't really think through the advantages, although I have used them. I've had plenty of notes when I've been on a lot of phone calls um, over the last couple of months. But I think it's also important for people to talk about how they have spent this time. If you indeed did lose your job and you were out of a job for three, four, five months or more, you know, obviously you have spent a lot of time looking for a job, right? But, you know, was there something else that you did? And, you know, you don't have to have these huge COVID goals, like a friend of mine joked about. But, you know, if you did do something, I think for your own mental health, that's probably what you want to do is, Pick up something fun. Join a book club with a friend, and kind of get yourself out of the job search space every once in a while. So that way, you are fresh when you show up, and then you have something new to talk about to people when you are on these video calls.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and and the pregame warm up, right? The uh, you know, not going there, you can't uh, blare U2 music or, or go into a deep meditative state, you know, five minutes before an in-person interview. But you can do that when you're home and, and just make sure that you're good and ready to go at at, uh, at game time, so to
1: speak. I'm thinking of the Chicago Bulls games and the music that we played. Was it the, El- dun, dun, yeah, the Ellen yeah, Parsons dun. project? Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 Put was, your music yeah. on. Um,
0: that was that was way before my time. Oh,
1: stop. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Last time I'm going to have you on the show. Um, Oh, my goodness. No, but I think really, I mean, there's just different ways to keep yourself upbeat. And I think that shows in the interview process. If you've had a few other things to do to keep yourself busy. I mean, I know a lot of us have reconnected with old friends um, in a way that we hadn't. You know, I've been picking up uh, the Zoom calls with my friends in Australia, which has been really fun for me. So, you know, just make sure that you're doing things for yourself. And then when you are interviewing, those are just, you know, fun little tidbits that you can and share that also um, maybe spark a smile on your face and you don't even realize it. Um, and it just helps you come across in a more positive way.
0: Yeah. And even if you're on the phone, if you're doing phone interviews, um, I, I read a study one time that people can tell when you're smiling, right, on the phone. And they can hear it in your voice. They can hear that smile. Or stand. So, even if, There's a reason opera stand, singers
1: yes. stand. There's a reason I stand when I do yep. my podcast because I project a little bit better.
0: Absolutely. Yep. I thought about that halfway through this and I, <laughs> I wasn't standing, but I didn't want to change the tone of my voice. So,
1: <laughs> But you had your caffeine also. You had your caffeine to get you going today. This
0: is true. Yes,
1: yes. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, Steve. Well, any other parting thoughts for people for what the recruiters are going to be looking for, how they can, you know, get their job search in 2021 off to a really good start?
0: you know, I think it's the big thing is just to kind of keep in mind that everybody's going through this, right? This is a, a worldwide pandemic. So, um, you know, I think it's okay to, um, you know, especially ask questions of your uh, potential future employer, you know, make sure to have those written down. If you're on a Zoom call, you know, write down 10 questions, right? You might, you know, might get six or seven of them answered during the interview and and, uh, and you still want to have one or two to refer to. And, and some of those could be, you know, how has XYZ uh, adjusted to the pandemic if that wasn't a topic of the conversation? Do you have more folks working remotely? What what have you done in terms of safety measures? I think any of those types of things are good questions to ask and, and just know that, you know, everyone I think at this point is doing the best that they can and that, you know, we're all looking forward to that day when uh, – when we can all kind of get together and go back to going to concerts or sporting events or anything, uh, whatever it is. (laughs) Doing anything. And what? Doing Anything. Anything. Doing anything. Yeah, they're going to the library. Yeah,
1: yeah. Actually, I think I've seen a lot of kindness and a lot of understanding in the workplace. And let's do hope that that continues. And let's be a part of that. Let's make sure that we do that. Because if you are having a tough time, you know, scheduling that interview and you're worried about the kids in the background or the dog or, you know, whatever cramped quarters you might live in, you know, if the recruiter on the other end is very kind and supportive, That's a really good sign. And if the recruiter on the other end rolls their eyes and doesn't have time for it, then you don't want to be a part of that job anyway.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: You learn a lot. You learn a lot up front. Okay. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again real soon, okay?
0: Yeah, take care. Have a great start to 2021. Here's
1: to 2021. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for listening to Job Talk Weekly. If you like the podcast, and we hope you do, The best thing you can do is to subscribe and forward it to your friends. We'd love to hear what you think, so please rate and review us or send us a quick email to info at JobTalkWeekly.com. See you next time.